Jesus, bless his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are excited about God on today. We are excited about the word of God and the family of God. Stand on your feet all over the house and let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We are going to bring your first word on this morning and so we ask that you turn in your Bibles if you will with us to Joshua chapter 24 Joshua 24 I'll be reading from the New King James Version of the Bible Joshua 24, and we're going to read simply verse 15. Joshua 24, 15 reads, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now I'm going to ask if you will, let's read it again. And I want you to read it with me. I'm going to drop out, but you continue reading to the end. Let's read. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the God is your father's the Lord and the word of the Lord is already blessed. Gracious Father, we thank you for this word on today and we ask God as we open ourselves up that your Holy Spirit will reign. Fill us, Lord, until we want no more. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. You may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we know, Pastor McBee has been on a series teaching about building God's house. Building God's house. So in following the leadership of the house, we are going to uh, take time this morning to work towards just building a corner in the house, if you will. I don't know what corner sis is going to build, but let me just uh, start building this particular portion of the house by taking you to this 15th verse in Joshua. Now, in some of the research that I did, uh, it, it posed a particular question because we know not only is it important to build a house, but a house has to be inhabited. Somebody's got to live there. So while we're not going to worry about the actual structure of the house or the things that we put into the house, we're going to look more today at the perspective of those that dwell within the house. We do know that, especially in this 21st century, there are many types of families. I love the fact that I'm a part of this house because it's connected to being a part of God's family. And I'm a word person in addition to the word of God. And so I just love the fact that this house name is family. When you think about the families that exist today, we know that there are 
heterosexual families, meaning the family that God originally designed from the beginning of time. There are surrogate families, there are blended families, there are all types of families in the world today. I also, in studying and meditating, reflected upon, especially as it relates to the house of God. I reflected upon uh, Ephesians chapter 4, if you will, when around, let me turn there for just one moment and read this particular passage to you. Ephesians 4, and I'm going to begin with verse 3. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you all, we all were called into one hope of your calling. Five, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Six, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. As we build on this house today, we choose for a subtopic, if you will, all in the family. All in the family. As is shared here in Ephesians 4, the house is made up of all types of people. If you look over at verse 11, if you're in your Bibles, if you're taking notes, write down verses, verse 11. The house is made up of all kinds of people. We all have different roles and responsibilities within the house of God. And one of the things specifically that I think is wonderful about this house is that not only is it made up of different offices whereby we serve, but it's also made up of different types of families and different, uh, uh, different personalities, if you will. In addition to the personalities, we also recognize that there are different ones in specific households, including my own, that live with different challenges or, or different um, different stigmas and things like that, if you will. We have special need members in our family, which may be regarded to those that may live with autism or Down syndrome and various different special needs and such. And we also have people that may live with mental health matters. There's a variety of different things that are found within the family. When we look at this passage here in Joshua chapter 15, and if it seems evil to you, Joshua says, to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Today. Today is a mighty good day to make a choice. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, he's calling out a particular time of service, or the gods of the Amorites in the land that you dwell. That's us here today, we'll say. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, in reading that again, I would like to take a look at Joshua for just a few moments. Because Joshua, in this particular passage from the error direction in which we studied in, Joshua himself was a family man. All of us come from a family of some kind, no matter how great or how small. Well, we understand that Joshua, Joshua was married, but he was not blessed to have what many people in that day and time had, which was a son. He was married and he had many daughters, but down through his ancestry, there were sons that were born into his family line that were even prophets in his time. 
When you look at the family structure, we're talking about building the house you all. We do know that the structure itself is nothing without the family that's able to make it be a home. So let's look at Joshua for a few moments as he is speaking to his family, if you will. This is his family. But we know not everybody in the family is saved, right? <laughs> so because everybody in the family is not saved, Joshua is making a bold declaration here in this particular passage by simply, first of all, acknowledging the past. Because we all have a past. We all come from someplace. I believe I recall hearing Pastor McBee speak a few weeks ago in regards to the importance of connecting the generations with generations and connecting those that may be, may be beginning to step out of office with those that may be ready to or that need to be prepared to step into an office. We have to always remember or know where we come from in order to be able to respect where we are and appreciate wherever it is we're working towards going. Joshua is talking here to his family and he's making a declaration on behalf of his particular household. I can't speak for your house and you can't speak for mine, but what we can do is speak for ourselves. And here Joshua is speaking up for he and his household. Yet, he's putting a thought in place where he says, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, have you ever met anybody where it seems as though it's a burden to them to serve the Lord? Where it seems as though they just can't figure out, quite understand why you or I act the way that we do or refuse to entertain and be involved in some of the things that maybe we used to. It just seems evil. We seem evil when we're doing good things or aspiring to do good things, when in essence we know that the world is full of evil and all of its doings. And so here Joshua is simply making a declaration that you can do what you want to do, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You can go where you want to go. You can talk as you wish to talk or speak as you wish to speak. But as for me and my house, we're going to declare the ways of the Lord. Hallelujah. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, that word serve comes up in this one verse four times. <laughs> serve, serve, serve. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. It's an awesome thing about the word of God because we have choices. I remember when I was married and at the break of, and I'm not condoning divorce for any of you that are married and going through it, all right, God's able. When I was married on my way out the door, I went to my pastor then who was now deceased. And because I do have clergy privileges, I went like, like Nicodemus in the night when nobody would see me coming or see me going or be privy to my conversation. And this pastor being a true pastor, he saw when I walked in the door a particular countenance that was on me that he was not used to. And he said to me, daughter, your shoes are too big, huh? And I looked at him and said, what you mean, pastor? He said, I think you stepped over into something you weren't ready for. I didn't know how to tell you because there were others that were so persistent that you do it, but I saw it and that's why I wouldn't marry you. He was on his dying bed, I tell you. 
And I looked at him and, I, and tears began to roll down my face. He said, but I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to tell you to stay and I'm not going to tell you to go. But I'm going to tell you that you have a choice. Yeah. Right. Amen. I didn't quite get it at that moment. But I began to think about that thing. And believe it or not, I was in my 20s, mid-20s. And no one had ever told me that I had a choice. So I stopped by Family Baptist Church today to let you know, my sisters and brothers in Christ, that you do have a choice. And if you've never chosen before, today is a mighty good day to make a decision on who you're going to serve and how you're going to serve and what choice you're going to make. All of our lives, whether we acknowledge it or not, we've made some kind of choices. And what I had to step up to one day in my coward self was when I don't make a choice, I made a choice. And so therefore, whatever the circumstances may be that befall me, it's because of a choice that I made, whether conscious or subconscious. So we may as well do whatever it is in us to do and just prepare ourselves for whatever the outcomes may be, trusting that when we do what God wants us to do, if God is for us, what? More than the whole world that is against us. Hallelujah. You have a choice. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers serve. You know, it's a sad thing, but sometimes when children are born into something, we don't know what we're being born into. As we grow up and watch our parents and the, or those that have rule over us, we have no idea as to whether or not what we're seeing is right or wrong. There may be an inkling of something in us that says, nah, that's not too right. But when you respect the adults that are in your life or those that are neighbors to you in your house, you think because they're the older people that what they're doing is right, especially if you're not being exposed to anything else. I'm sorry if you're one of those adults now living from the past, whereby you thought what you saw was right, and so you gravitated towards it. And now, in many areas that I'm even working in, uh, you have to work your way out of it. <laughs> However, whether the gods which your father served, he's letting them know, we know about the, the gods that your father served. So you have a choice to either serve those gods which you saw what the results were, or to serve God, creator of heaven and earth. Or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now dwell. Now, if you don't know that story, the land they were living in was a land that they did not possess, that they weren't the actual ones to make everything that was there be what it was. They were able to come in and take siege of that place. They were able to come in and possess that place. So the things that existed, existed already before they even got there. But the reason why the Amorites were able to be killed and, 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 and sent out of their own land was because they were serving false or idol gods. So you have a choice to serve those gods or you can serve the God I serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so as we prepare to come to a close on today, we want to remind you that there are many families. We are a family. And because we are a family, we have a choice. Just as our individual households and the members within that household have a choice. We have many choices as, as it relates to any area of our lives. We can choose to seek out information when we're confused, 
or we can choose to kind of try and feel our own way when we know that we don't know. And sometimes we may not know that we don't know, but we recognize things aren't quite working our own way. And so there are choices that we have which we can make. But because we're in God's house and we're talking about building God's house and, and, and we're acknowledging that we are many members in one house representing the family of God, then we just strongly want to embrace the word and encourage you on today to really make a choice today on how you will serve. And if by chance you haven't accepted the Lord as your Savior, Acknowledge him today so that he can come into your life and you into his and then find your place in the house to see exactly where or how you might serve.